Hi, good morning. Welcome to this edition of the APG Creative Cast with your host William Tay. Today, I'm going to talk about reboot and how I got to, you know, getting around searching for this show was create as I was searching about the software software march and looking for you know TV shows and movies made with the software program and came across reboot which was from my early childhood days in the 1990s so let's get started and talk about reboot so just a heads up um, what is reboot right as I mentioned earlier reboot was a computer animated film made in Canada by this guys called uh, Mainframe Entertainment, which is also the same name as the city that the characters live in, called Mainframe. It was a show basically about the internet, and it featured these characters called Dot, Bob, and I can't remember all the names. And the evil villain named Megabyte, where he tries to infect the Mainframe computer. And Dot, Bob, and the other characters have to protect Mainframe from Megabytes virus and other software programs that are trying to infect the system. And I find that uh, animation was a good way to explain things about the internet. Um, note that this was in the ni- early 1990s when it aired, and the internet was just starting to get around. So uh, the time, well. I will have to go back to 1993, right? Computer animation was very expensive, right? And instant TV and movies were still very popular. So, the internet was starting to get around with the 56K modems and stuff like that. Uh, of course, Reboot was trying to explain most of these early concepts about what the internet is and how it worked for the characters. And it was a good introduction for kids, you know? Uh, incidentally, just a side note, they were using the program called Softimage. They built the whole pipeline using Softimage. Uh, I'm doing actually a blog post about it, reboot. And it was uh, ahead of its time. Uh, just to give some inf- uh, like numbers, right? It took like Pixar like couple, one to two years to three years to rent out the whole Toy Story, which is about one and a half hours, two hours tops, right? A reboot did a lot of like 81 minutes of episodes like in a couple of weeks. So yeah, that, that would be in the next section. But anyway, back to animation. Reboot was a cute little animated show which I enjoyed a lot. You know, because of the... I guess the characters were very earnest and you know, they explained about what the internet was doing, how it worked and things like that. Yeah, Mainframe was a Canadian company, so yeah, I mean, props to them, right? They were the early pioneers in doing TV's children animated shows. So, Reboot, I'm trying to also think. They, back then, yes, the animation was, like I said, a good introduction to the internet. You know, using cartoon characters to explain how mainframe sort of works and protecting it from viruses of these guardians named Bob and Dot and you know, all the various characters on mainframe city. Um, interestingly enough, uh, from the articles I've been reading and trying to dig up the, the history of the company Mainframe Entertainment, which now has since become Rainmaker Studios, 
which did a few more other animated shows, uh, they talk about how they had to come with a strategy to, I think, uh, like hitch themselves off against Disney, right? Uh, because the Disney Mouse Juggernaut was able to, I mean, they have more marketing budgets and stuff like that, and they were going through some sort of two D renaissance where I'm not sure what shows were on. Maybe Lion King, is it Aladdin back then? I I can't remember exactly because my memory's not too good. But anyway, reboot came around in the '90s, like I said, and in order to fend off from the Juggernaut, they had this like ecosystem that they were trying to to make right. Um, basically, it was to make the show animated show and uh what else uh and they had games toys lunchbox merchandise uh what else what else did they have all kinds of stuff i never bought the toys but uh i think i wouldn't mind buying now the characters look cool uh interestingly enough um i think they know that the show wouldn't last very long right so eventually all shows will end one day right so, mainframe entertainment took upon itself to start up new ventures, right? So they were started to do like animation service work, right? Since they were the one of the early pioneers in the field, they decided to you know sell services to use this technology to make like right films, medical. I'm not sure medical like visualizations of sorts, right? Using computer animation. Um, uh, at the time, I. According to what I read, that they were using SGI hardware and basically Softimage as their pipeline tool to create the stuff, all the CG shots. And over the years, I think things started to to what's the thing get cheaper. The hardware, you know, they had a huge upfront cost from what I read. Right? I mean, an SGI workstation back in the day cost about forty, fifty grand, fifty thousand. I can't remember. And Softimage was seventeen thousand. So it was huge expenses, and uh, eventually, uh, you know, Softimage got ported to Windows NT. So boxes like Windows could run some of this hardware, and you had GeForce cards and Quadro early Quadro cards, and I, I don't know what other cards back then. But things got cheaper, and more entrants I remember uh, entered the market, and you know, even some of the mainframe animators from the reboot show went to start their own company. So. Uh, I I guess you know the you know mainframe realized that oh they knew that they can't just rely on just selling the technology because it will get cheaper so they did like creative services making shows for others maybe like you know selling their own toys and merchandise you know just to keep things going right uh, and that's something I, I I think you can learn if you're doing your own show now 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 the cost of doing animation is so cheap I mean you have tools like Blender and and what else and I don't know, Maya now costs 100 bucks a month or 200 a month. I can't remember the prices, but it's really cheap compared to the 90s when they first started out. Uh, the only thing I realized that doesn't change is, you know, having an artistic eye, you know, or having good storytelling skills. Those are hard to to buy off the shelf, right? Those have very little solutions. <laughs> uh, it all depends on your human capabilities. And I believe those have to be take time to be trained. So, yeah, I mean, if, uh, you know, when I look back, yeah, Mainframe did, like, quite a good strategy in, like, creating its own, uh, what do you call it, ecosystem for the animated show and, you know, uh, branching out beyond that into other things and trying to keep the company going, right? And not relying on just selling technology or selling 
you know, the pipeline that they have because those things got cheap. Hardware and technology always gets cheaper over time. So, yes, I was talking earlier about computer animation, right? It was just, you know, coming aboard, but it also was expensive. Um, you had to use all the SGI workstations and oh, a huge upfront investment costs. And, you know, even with all these uh, high-end workstations, it's still quite slow. But, interesting enough, uh, Mainframe saw that computer animation was going to be, interestingly, the de facto standard you know, for replacing the old traditional 2D paper animation. Uh, even though Disney was going through a renaissance, um, I felt that it was uh, changing at that time. Um, you know, computers were coming on board, I think, you know, even with the internet and so many tech advances in the 90s to basically, you know, I think improve the workflow and speed of things. Uh, it was still quite slow back then, but eventually it will get faster and faster interestingly mainframe i think knew that they had to maybe get a head start against pixar because uh pixar was i think producing much higher quality animation even though it was taking them three to four years longer than them Uh, but i guess they you know they they did what they could to not be left behind uh, they saw the future but I think they maybe they didn't have the marketing budgets to compete with Disney I'm not sure yeah this one yeah I have to dig out more info but they did what they could and I you know I found it's a good example to to maybe follow if you're gonna do your own little show now right now uh, today the cost of doing animation like I said it's um, it's it's so so cheap and you know, so easily available on your you can do it on a laptop. Uh, but yeah, computer animation at the time was threatening the traditional two D animations, and I think even like Pixar when they tried to pitch this idea to Disney back then. I mean, before they became Pixar, the independent company, they were trying to do computer things at Disney, like John Lesser was doing some two D three D hybrids, but it didn't get worked out. And uh, I think there was a movie called Tron, the early Tron movie, where they showed that you can do all the visual effects, all the, the uh, you know, all the crazy explosions and graphics already in the computer. Although it was a very primitive type of uh, uh, graphics, but you know, it was um, yeah, it was encroaching already into the traditional workflows. So yeah, I mean, you know, I think when I think about tech, I think in any industry that you are working in technology will always you know try to encroach on old methods and I guess you have to be ready to get disrupted <laughs> as to why mainframe wasn't popular than Pixar I mean it could be the marketing could be I don't know I'm not sure why they didn't didn't become a household name you know and uh, interesting enough a lot of actually computer animation software technology were all developing in Canada including SoftImage and Maya and can't remember what other software back then yeah but yeah Canada I think Canada has like the huge animation history at least it's not widely talked about but it all the birthplace of the tech and the, the workflow techniques all came from from that community there so 
Um, that's a whole lot for reboot the animation. So today reboot I heard is getting I saw online reboot is getting rebooted. <laughs> Funny enough, that word. Uh, into a new show called Reboot Code Guardians, I think. Uh, but it received some uh, negative reviews online from fans that saying that it's more like Code Lyoko and even the creator of the animated show Code Lyoko said that they really like this show and trying to map map it onto the reboot characters. Um, I haven't watched the new show, but uh, it looks it's a good try that, that Netflix. I think Netflix bought it. That they're trying to make their own TV show, uh, TV reboot or reboot. <laughs> um, but there's something I would like to leave that Alex Ross, I think, and uh, another guy named Bay Raid, who was talking about, you know, there's something timeless about old designs, and you know, um, new media has to compete with old media, especially if it's really good and well designed uh, stuff, right? Or designs that are made back then. I think Reboot may be facing that same problem because it's such a timeless design and it's so old and many fans like it, they like it the way it is. I believe there's a ways around it but you know, if today we're creating new media, maybe perhaps it might be better to, uh, what do you call it, you know, just speak to the, the era that you're making the media for. So if you're in the year 2018 when this podcast is recorded, I would just talk about stuff happening in 2018 and not, you know, try to rein reinvigorate something from the old past maybe I'll draw some ideas there but uh, maybe I'll remix things but that's another topic for another day remixing things <laughs> well so with that I hope you enjoy this podcast my name is William Tay Wondercutter and you're listening to the APG Creative Cast on Anchor you can find us on anchor.fm slash William Tay that's William T-E-H and yeah if you like to listen to the full episode with all the music and sound effects and uh, transitions uh, do download the anchor app and if not you can get it us get the show APG creative cast on anchor Spotify not Spotify Google Google podcasts I believe iTunes and uh, I'm not sure where else they have it but yep thanks for listening to this episode and have a good day or week ahead I'll see you soon <laughs>